Today's episode of the Happy Zen Podcast is brought to you by the Story Engine Deck. Say goodbye to writer's block. Stop struggling and start creating. Generate story ideas, creative writing prompts, and D&D campaign ideas with the Story Engine Deck. Head to storyenginedeck.com slash happyzen to get 15% off your entire order just for being a fan of our podcast. And now, on to the show. Some said they couldn't do it. Even more said they probably shouldn't. But here they are, bringing you another episode of the Happy Zen Podcast. Welcome your hosts, Adam and Matt. Should we actually do a proper introduction? You know, now that we're like 50 solid episodes. To be fair, that's not even true. We're way past that. But officially speaking. I felt like 50 was a bit low. I I kind of felt like, did we just hide some under the rug? Well, (laughs) yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not counting like the... The, like, the watch-alongs we did with, like, The Mandalorian, and there's a couple two-parters we did, which I didn't quite count. <laughs> just washed our hands and shit? Ooh, we didn't count that one. <laughs> they're, they're not official episodes. They were something else. There, there was only else. one Aunt Vi. Wow. What a deep pull. What a deep pull. You're not recording, or are you? Oh, you're recording. Oh, no, Excellent. I'm recording. I'm fucking right I'm Excellent, recording. Because I'm on Glad fire. I'm on fire, and I haven't even hit the whiskey yet. We might hit a collection of whiskeys tonight. I got 300 calories. That is 300 shots. So we shall see. Adam might die before the end of the episode. I don't know. Did you want to keep this one like shorter? Because I know you've had a, a bit of a, a long evening already. Nah, this honestly, this is probably the best part of my week, month, whenever we get together. <laughs> yeah, that's my fault. Uh, well, hey, listen, we're all busy, man. It's uh, Yeah, it's been a busy day. I was actually on someone else's podcast today for um, stuff around construction. You. What's How that? dare you? You know I, I plugged. I, listen to this. I plugged our podcast, which I think was a big mistake. <laughs> Wait, d- why was it a mistake? Also, because, you're listening to the Happy Zen podcast. We should probably plug our own podcast. Yes, welcome to the Happy Zen podcast. Um, please make sure you support local and do not forget our our uh, gratuitous sponsors: uh, Deadly Grounds Coffee, DeadlyGrounds.ca, uh, Happy Zen, and the promo code. I'm getting this in now because this is our 50th episode. We have no idea where this is going to go. This shit's going to get wild. Not so only that, that said, it, it, I preemptively recorded a 30-second uh, ad spot that will run before this episode for our uh, our other friend, uh, Peter Tchaikovsky's The Story Engine. So we can move right into this because I don't trust either one of us. Yeah, so this is beautiful. And I'm sure Deadly Grounds will come up again because I think as we reminisce a little bit on this episode, um, that was a pretty significant, I think, happening. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I was on a podcast today. Yeah, it uh-huh. was uh, Blue is the New White. It's a podcast around skill trade careers and stuff. A guy out of the U.S. And um, hold on, I already I need to know what the because I immediately thought of that. Um, remember that dress thing that happened where people were seeing a white dress <laughs> or a blue dress? That's what yeah. I thought you said. Yeah, I, I got pulled on, pulled on just a random podcast and talk about the blue or white dress. I, yeah, I'm no. like, are we still going on about this? Okay, fine. Yeah, still going. And and okay, I'm the guy who's stupid enough to go on the podcast two years later. And you're um, like, it's red. It's yeah. red. Motherfuckers. Yeah, no, uh, I went on a uh, podcast. It's just basically about how skill trades are, you know, up and coming and people need to consider them, yada, yada, yada. 
Anyways, so I guess all my the work I've done in the past around that um, put me on a spotlight, and the guy wanted to put me on the podcast, so we took a while to connect. And now he wants to do two, possibly three episodes total because I just hijacked the entire hour, and I think he talked for maybe 10 minutes tops out of an entire hour. So you were the guest that we enjoy having on our podcast. A yeah. Just talks through the whole thing, and we do nothing. And I said he owes me for that because I know what it's like to do a podcast, and I know how important it is to have your guest flow and you don't need to do much other than just like every once in a while bump the side to keep them straight if you need to and sometimes it's just better let them roll and uh he was you know very happy but it. it was a good podcast i've listened to a few of his episodes he's done some good stuff out there and so anyways it was just funny and I, I mentioned that you know you and i do a podcast and, and he was talking about it and i kind of went oh probably should have brought that up because i said it may devalue all of the um professionalism i've brought to this episode yeah, what's your podcast? Uh, oh, yeah. hmm. I have, we yeah. don't actually have a topic. We just ramble for an hour, hour and a half each and every whenever we get together. We're the tip of the spear of the millennial generation. We self-identify as the trailblazers, as the zennials. And uh, retrospectively, we're looking at the shortcomings and failures of those within our cohort. And, um, and, and some, some remember of the, when this used to be about celebrating Xennials? <laughs> some of the successes that they have achieved, yeah. I said, we're fortunate to bring some guests on from time to time that will, um, I said, what would I say? We'll profile those successes. I said, but with the limited amount of those that actually exist, it's harder and harder for us to find them and have them on our show that no one listens to. So anyways, he chuckled a little bit. I had some fun with it. It is amazing how the dynamic of the show has changed from you being the positive one to you being like, you know what? Everything sucks. <laughs> it's not everything sucks. It's just I think I'm I think I'm I'm calling things more at face value than I used to when we first started. I think I was I was always the glasses half full. I was also burning seven or eight candles from both ends when we first started this podcast. And I have, you know, essentially just chucked some of them into the tire tire fire of twenty twenty and have found to be able to focus a bit better on a lot of things. So with that, looking at the topics and conversations we're having, I'm just finding the more we delve into this space, the more I'm continually let down by those that are surround us. So a prime example. Oh know, boy, two, this is going to be a hot one tonight. So that is prime example. Two more Fast and the Furious. Fucking serious. Anyways. You know, it. one-on-one, -on -one, it's not, it's never a winning fight for me, but no, no, you never I'm bring these. Well, actually, that's not true. I was going to say you never bring this up when we have somebody on that actually I, enjoys the Fast and Furious, but that's not true. You I have bur burned that bridge as well. Um, well, before they, we get into on a second time, that's true. Before we get into what was going to be the meat of this episode, uh, how's it going? I mean, I guess obviously you talked a touch as to what you've been up to recently. Anything else uh, exciting going on? I'm not sure if just every day I watch for the COVID counter like a fundraising needle to see that it just continues to rise. And I don't know if I should celebrate or not celebrate it. And then when I'm seeing the medical professionals come to the microphone virtually in tears and to the point where they're just begging people to stop being fucking idiots. I'm just I'm like, wow, this every time I watch it, I'm like, this is this is the start of the movie. Like I, every month I felt like I can identify a, a moment that it's the start of the movie. I'm feeling recently those ones are really more prolific. Like they're really there right now. So but are you getting antsy? Like, are you like kind of like, just let's get going. Like, let's just go over the edge. Let's, it just seems to slowly build and build every day. I just like, I want, what's the next step? Move <sighs> on. Yeah. I, 
I assume we're going to go back into some sort of a lockdown, but they claim that's not going to happen, but I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know, man. Like, for me... In Ontario, I mean, you may know something. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to... In Ontario, we went into lockdown with 270 some odd cases, right? We fucking shot past that a long time ago, like a couple months ago. Right? We're like only we, four times that number or something like that. It's and, no and big deal. And we're holding that steady like, like it's not even an effort, right? So, and we're backlogged in tests by like thousands, tens of thousands of tests are backlogged. So the number's probably two to three times that if you just take the law of averages. So we're well past the number we achieved as a, a, a critical point previously. <laughs> so I don't know what to say. Like, I mean, the logic brain says things like, hey, look at all those people and kids playing sports when they're in these small spaces, breathing heavily, perspiring all over each other. That's probably a bad environment. It's still going. Then the doctor in Ottawa comes up and says, hey, we're going to give this study that we just determined that the main transmission source for the Ottawa region, which, by the way, wasn't a tipping point before, but now is it like just you know, basically turning into a local ground zero, uh, turns out amateur sports turns out to be a really high transmission zone. Really? Because anyone that's ever played sports and one kid on the team shows up with a cold, every parent knows their kid's getting that cold. It doesn't matter how good your kid's immune system and how much vitamin C you crank up their backside. It doesn't matter. They're getting sick. So why is it always on the shock value? And I'm sorry. Your kids probably aren't going to be pros. They could survive a season not playing. And the cost of sports is absolutely astronomical, by the way, which I hear about all the time on other podcasts. So just put that money in your pocket as everything outside of you is burning and take it easy for a few weeks, few months. You could do something else and just put it on hold for a little fucking while. This, I got to keep doing what I want to do because it's my right shit. You're fucking up other people, man. Like, Oh, sorry, touchy, touchy subject. Touchy subject. Now we we you went over the sports thing a little bit the last time. Um, my 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 follow up question to this though, which seems to be somewhat related, I think, is thoughts on Halloween trick or treating. Are you just like seriously hunting for shit? Is that what you're going for here? Because just I'm just curious. Like you've got hey. kids. What's the plan? <laughs> I've bought them their chocolate. It's been eaten, and we're which gonna buy to it me, again. Which to <laughs> me seems funny. like the easiest thing to do. Hey, trick or treat, who threw a whole box at them and they laughed. They thought it was fucking great. And then they know very well in this household, we're going to eat that early. So a week later, here's another box because we ate that box. It, it, whatever, right? Like, are they upset? No. You no, know my kid said to me, why do I want to go take other people's germs and put it in a bag and bring it home? And then let that bag mix with all those different germs to make maybe a new germ that I'm going to now touch and eat. And I'm like, good point. They go, everyone's going to sanitize that candy before they pass it out the door? Nope. Granted, I know. like, And I do a lot of reading on this stuff, folks, more than I probably need to. And yes, there's low transmission rates, next to no transmission rates, in some cases on uh, inanimate objects and surfaces, et cetera, et cetera. But as that person opens the door and greets the kid and, like, you know, asks, oh, take the candy yourself. That way it's clean. Then little Johnny up the street who's licking his hand and wiping his ass with his bare hand walks in and grabs some candy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just the potential is there, right? And so it's just... Also, how can, you can't really sanitize the candy because you're just going to poison it, if anything. <laughs> spray a bunch of air aerosol... Um, you know, uh, what is it? They got the aerosol cans now that are like... like the disinfectant uh, kind of stuff. Yeah, hand sanitizer yeah. around lit pumpkins. 
seems like a wise idea. So I assume you're you just, uh, you just lit you just lit little Johnny on fire on the fucking doors of because he well, wanted a fucking Reese cup. He's sticking his hand in his ass. I mean, he should Great. be punished somewhat. His um, sister was six behind, and she knew better. But at the end of the day, like I, I'm just okay. We're people are like we're missing out on a holiday. Fuck that. Halloween's not a holiday. First of all, like just check your shit at the door. Secondly, it's yeah, I don't get Halloween with, off, so no, no, it's not I, a holiday. So I don't know what this is all about. And I know people really enjoy Halloween and celebrate Halloween. And by the way, I've been watching a lot of horror movies with my daughter to try to, you, you know, enjoy you can it. Do without the trick or treating aspect of it, easily. right? So, well, I don't get to dress up at a costume party. Like, I'm sorry. Like, get over yourself. The stuff that people are insisting on trying to do, knowing very well that it creates risk, is just the most selfish, ignorant crap I can't get my head around. And it, it gives a bad name for those that are doing it. There's so many different things I've just that keep inundating across, and I'm trying not to delve deep into it. And you've just—it's a nerve, man. You know it's a nerve. Why you keep asking questions? But like I saw a, a one today where, you know, some of the some of the extreme anti-mask groups are, you know, screaming out there that it's their personal choice to wear a mask. And it's their personal choice to wear a mask. And the tweet said, "Yeah, it's your personal choice to wear a mask, but it's the government's right to tell woman what to do with her body." And I'm like, "Ooh, take that one, fuckers!" Like. Think about your argument, man. And your argument is in such a silo, a selfish, self-righteous silo. Well, also, your argument is basically, it's my choice and I choose to potentially harm other people. Does that make you sound like a better person? I feel bad because some kid is going to get dragged out by their parents. Well, I, 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 literally, I literally think kids are going to be like hesitant because kids seem to actually be very smart about some of this. Not all of them, but there are some. And there's some anxiety with kids and all that. And they're probably going to go out or want to go out um i feel bad but at the end of it all i'm not encouraging it i'm encouraging people to buy things yourself and you know listen this is the one halloween you can get exactly what you want and not all that other candy that sits around for six months and you you eventually eat because there's just nothing else left so you can just have chocolate bars you don't have to have the suckers and hard candies that you don't like or those toffees that rip the shit out of your teeth. And if you, you can wait for a day, it's all going to go on sale the next day anyways. It's on sale now at like 40% off. Well, yeah, because no one's buying it. Well, I don't know. I buy a lot lately. But anyways, <laughs> it's a whole problem. I think what we're doing in our household is that the there's some immediate friends. And so my kids are making up um, bags. So they're basically getting chocolate and chips and stuff like that. And as they open it, they're putting them right into other bags and, and sealing them all up and then giving like a little plastic gift bag of candy. So then the, the other kid can just, if they're really worried about it, which hopefully they, they do some practice, they can just wipe the outside of it. It, it, it. The odds of the three seconds my kids are going from one to the other and, you know, my kids are going to have their hands clean. They've got it all planned out how they want to do it. My kids have thought of this. And I'll be like, okay, perfect. Like, that's good. Mom and dad just chill. We'll sit on the couch and watch that shit happen and you guys do your thing and at least you can give something to your friends. So there is a way, right? So when are they going to, how, like, what's the logistics of that? Are they doing it Halloween day or are they doing it like uh, at school? I think, they're gonna, the... I, I think the idea is it's just drop them at people's doorsteps. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's a, over the day or the day before kind of idea, they'll just sure. go drop them off at doorsteps and then yeah. away you're good to go. And I mean, okay, it's not trick or treating. Yeah, it's not. It's like Fair Valentine's enough. Day, kind of. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking to myself. Which is also not a real holiday, but whatever. There are plenty of times that people would have skipped Halloween or had something come up and uh, not done Halloween, right? 
But it's like now that they're told to not do it, all of a sudden it's their fucking right. They need to do it. But on a bad weather, snowstorms, and a Halloween would be drastically cut if people didn't even do it. Pissing down rain, people maybe didn't even go. Maybe you had a hockey tournament. A lot of was sports are last year sports. or the year before there was a snow or an ice storm yep. or something, and they talked about canceling Halloween be, or postponing it because of that. So yeah, what's the difference? The weather. So there's been tons of things that people have happened, or you have something happens in your family, you're traveling, you're playing sports. So maybe your sister or brother is playing sports and you have to go with them so you don't trick or treat. That shit has happened for years for people, and they lived with it. All of a sudden you're told this, you're, hey, by the way, there's a fucking pandemic and this thing's killing people. We're not sure the long-term consequences. Early research says once you get it, there is some issues long-term and there could be some major problems that we're not aware of just yet. However, if you guys can just all chill at home for a little bit, it'd be really grateful because it would just be a smart thing to do. Fuck you, I want my candy. Well, okay, here's a voucher. Go to the store and buy your candy. You know you can only get candy from trick-or-treating. You can't actually purchase it at stores. I love the argument I heard today was, well, going up to somebody's door and getting candy isn't any different than going to Tim Hortons. And I'm like, it's insanely different. Tim Hortons is fucking regulated. When you go to Tim Hortons or any drive-thru for that matter and bless their hearts for keeping this up, you look at the staff, they're sanitizing, they're gloved, they're masked, everything is, they're not touching anything with bare hands right now. Everything is cleaned and passed through and like, you can't touch shit. Reach out to grab the, the device to swipe your card. They pull it back from you like, no way, motherfucker, just swing your card. Like, they're doing everything they can. You're telling me that everyone on my street's going to be like that, handing out candy? There's going to be somebody Somebody that's going to sneeze or cough in someone's face. Shit well, happens. And considering how many people don't think the masks are necessary to begin with, how do I know that out of the subdivision that I trick-or-treat, there isn't a half a dozen of those people in those houses? People for years have been sick son of a bitches who put things in candy to hurt or potentially murder children. Those people exist. Now downgrade that to like less severe psychopaths. I want my apple with the razor blade. Give it to me. And the less severe psychopath who's sitting there licking all the candy in the bowl before he hands it out. Like these people are, people are fucked like in some cases. And so I'm sorry. Like, and I've got kids. Yeah. My kids are at the tail end of this and granted that, you know, it's not like a high thing on their list going out and getting a shitload of free candy when you're the ages of 10 plus and you can still pull it off is always a high priority. So trust me, you know, they would love to go and hang out with their friends and do that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, neither one's asked, none of their friends have asked. They've all accepted the reality that, Hey, guess what? It's not a smart move. It's not smart for everybody else. And just because maybe it's all right for them, that doesn't mean it's good for everybody else. So it's a good move. And I, That's a nice little clap for the kids that think that way. The only thing I would say where somebody could potentially be affected by this, and I, again, it's, it's not that big of a deal because, okay, what you miss out on candy, you can live without it. But I do see like maybe, um, the families that don't have a lot of money, maybe and look forward to Halloween because they can't afford it or they can't afford that kind of candy. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's easy for everybody and I don't mean to make it like, it's just, it's going to have consequences potentially. Are it has repercussions. Do you know? No, no, you're not allowed to. Kids aren't doing shit, man. Yeah. Kids can't even share school supplies. They can't hand assignments in. If the teacher gets assignment handed in, there's almost so many days for the teacher will even touch it. Like that kind of stuff's going on. They're doing everything they can there. And when I hear constantly what they're doing at the schools inside the structured environment, I'm very comfortable with that. I really am. It's, getting, it's only, Every day is a little bit better. These teachers are doing everything they possibly can. And they're not holding back on the kids that are being orangutans. And I'm glad. 
because that needs to be done. If the kids are carrying practices from home to school as if it's okay, I'm glad the school system staying with public health and pushing that out because myself and many others are, you know, trying to abide by public health and their kids are trying to abide by public health. So a little kid that's running around class thinks it's funny to try to spit on somebody, I want the teacher to hit him in the head with a textbook because that kid needs it. And then I want the parent to come in and they can get hit in the head with a textbook too because that probably needs to happen. All right. Well, let's not dwell on this topic too much, but I do have one question and I think it's safe to ask you without, I don't think it'll give out too much personal information because unfortunately, a lot of schools have had... uh people that have tested positive for COVID. Um, and yet so for, well, actually, have, no, what, my, what are my kids did? What are my kids yeah, schools did? Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to ask. Um, how, how was that tre- handled? How was I that had, treated? Honest to God, like, is this like, let's, let's see how wound up we can make I it. I legit tonight? have no firsthand experience on these aspects of things. So that's why I'm asking. What, what got me on that one was my, one of my kids, their school, uh, a, a kid tested positive. Public health sent a notice to the school to pass to all the parents, which was, you know, expeditiously sent to us and we got it and basically told us that there was uh, a, a student that had tested positive, but had never attended the school while positive. So I'm like, okay, but that's all the information I got. So I'm like, that's me typing uh, to the principal, like, hey, WTF brackets what the fuck um why we need a little more than that like can you give us a grade because I'll gladly take my kid to get tested just for their own self-confidence that things are cool and, so they, I, they didn't actually tell the class the student was in that they should get, get a, tested or get anything a, like that didn't get a class didn't get a grade didn't get male or female didn't get anything so the entire school was like huh now, I trust public health, and they, they obviously felt there was no risk. The school did a big once-over um, in terms of cleaning. They, they brought everybody else in. And I, you know, being the parent with some time on their hands in the evenings, walked by the school and saw, like, an army of people at the building. And then a cleaning company, they're, like, bombing, the interior bombing the, cl- the clin- uh, school or whatever. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm comfortable they've done more to it than they probably needed to. Um, and so all that's fine. But for me, it wasn't that... I felt my kid was unsafe. I actually felt the responsibility that I would like to get my kid checked to ensure that one, she's not sick. Two, she potentially can't send it to any of us. Three, she can't send it back into the school. Like just some basic responsible parenting, like give me the heads up. Right. Mm -hmm. But also I know how long the lines have gotten lately and how crazy it is. So do I need to do this? Like if it was a kindergarten kid, my child is nowhere near that kid. So right. the likelihood of that happening because of how they got the people going in and out of school, like it's not happening. So I don't want to waste public health time. But on the flip side, if it's there's a proximity in a reasonable fashion to think about this, like it's just logical thinking. But then I came to a very easy conclusion talking to a few people. Just as we had this whole conversation about Halloween trick-or-treating, most of the people don't are not handling the situation very logically. So the school had to be very limited in what they gave out. And they were right because the way that parents have reacted online at guessing at the child and the oh, family, Lord. it's a witch hunt. Oh, boy. Se- seasonally uh, you know, pun uh-huh. specific, but is like a yes. fucking witch hunt and people are getting out and they have to defend themselves. And it's like, 
insane, by the way. Like, it is it is torches and pitchforks. And I'm like, well, I can see why you didn't name anybody, because that's bad. Um, and on the flip side, they, you know, I'm glad public health was very deeply involved with this. And, you know, everything's everything's fine. This was a while ago. I mean, this was right, right near the beginning of school. So odds are pretty good. The test positive test came probably from previous to school. Because if you looked at the amount of people that were doing shit before school started, traveling, getting together, summer end parties, all that bullshit, odds are pretty good where that shit rolled from. Um, and away you go from there. So it wasn't it, little Johnny who had his hand up his ass or anything? We, we're pretty sure it wasn't him? Johnny or Jill, doesn't matter. I'm not taking away the hand of the ass thing, though. Like, but been, as I'm of not... right now, that's uh, that's that's pretty much where things stand that's as it, far yeah, as you yeah. know, everything's resolved and so on and so forth. Yeah, no, they were very comfortable, comfortable and confident. And I mean, you have to at some point <clears throat> find something to trust, right? We can't you can't run through this thing without trust of something. If you're gonna have constant distrust, then you're probably in your well, to be fair, you're probably not listening to this. You're probably in your bomb shelter out back with a gun pointed at the door. So. You have to trust something. Which and I'll make fun of you until I need that bomb shelter. In which case, please remember me. I will knock three times. Mm. Nah, nah. I trust public health I, right now because they, they're doing everything they can. And everything I've followed with public health has done me well. I know my place of work has followed public health and has done everyone well. I know I, I'm, I'm in the construction industry, which is, you know, we've done as much as we possibly can. It's not perfect, but based on the number of people that are working in construction, like the tens to hundred plus thousand people working in construction to see very small cases like i think the, the ratio is something like under a percent or right around a percent which is way under our provincial average average which seems to be around 10 percent um so I, I know we're doing everything we can i trust public health the best we can and i know that where things are failing from my observations and that and experiences so far it seems to be the failing is when people are not abiding by the public health recommendations that simple so all right yeah well speaking of not trusting uh, anybody let's move off of the covid that was covid chat uh for episode 50 uh it only gets longer every episode <laughs> yeah sorry boy. Uh, sorry 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 everybody but uh, well, look this is fair. what we're dealing with so suck it up uh so somebody uh we can't trust clearly because uh, i thought we could and we obviously can't would be Zack Snyder uh, of the infamous Snyder Cut for Justice League because it came out this week, actually a few days ago, uh, while we're recording this, that Jared Leto is going to be the Joker in the Snyder Cut of Justice League. I don't know if you saw this, Insanity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Why? Yeah. Why? 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 <clears throat> Why? That immediately makes a theatrical cut of the Justice League a better movie. Immediately. You know- you know when you drink a lot of whiskey and all of a sudden you can beat everybody up? Yeah, by the end of this okay. episode, I'm going to be there. Yeah. Zack Snyder has drank the Snyder whiskey so much from bringing out the idea of the Snyder cut that he's like, you know what? I can make Jared Leto motherfucking good as a Joker. Impossible. Granted, I agree with you. But he honestly believes he's going to fix all of the wrongs in, in the Justice Leagues and all the appropriate characters that are tied to it by bringing them all together in one extended version. He is going to make a 37-hour movie and much like Peter Jackson, never finish it. 
This is what's happening. He's going to Peter Jackson the fuck out of the DC universe and hold them hostage. So anything else they try to make, everyone's still waiting for the finale of his cut and trying to figure out if they're going to tail off it or not. And it's his way of getting revenge on them. That's what it is. He's totally fucking them. Well, here's where I get really confused because allegedly this was supposed to be no new footage shot. It's so like all that new it, footage at this point. Well, if that is the case, that there is no new footage, it means it's cut footage from the Suicide Squad, which is never a good thing. Why would you ever want to put that in your movie? I don't I don't get it. I don't which is get never it. A good thing. I just I don't. I don't. I don't understand it. Universally panned as as the worst Joker. I think people would pick the Batman 66 Joker over Jared Leto's grills and stupid ass tattoo. Oh my God. It shouldn't make me angry, but it does because people fought like, does he not get like people fought for this Snyder cut because they wanted to see the version that was originally filmed. I'm telling you. And then they get that promise and then they get fucked over. I'm a firm believer that I honestly believe this is his revenge. I think he's got some sick twisted revenge planned out where he's like Warner brothers and DC as a whole. He's fucking them totally. He's just going to sink the boat? He's going to be, you know what? You guys pulled me, right? I had shit going on. You pulled me. You put someone else in. They totally mangled what I was trying to do. I sold you on what I wanted to do. You bought into it, and then you just totally deviated from it in typical DC uh, Warner Brothers fashion. So, you know, now the public has cried. I've agreed. The public has rejoiced. You desperately want it because you need content because you're fucked with content right now. So I've got you literally. You've announced it. You've made the official announcement. I've got you in a way that you can't possibly comprehend. And you should have suspected something when I didn't ask for a lot of money. You probably should have expected that. And now I've got you. I've got you hostage in terms of everyone's expecting it to be released. Everyone is building up their expectations. So whatever I need, regardless of the cost, you better be willing to give it. And furthermore, I'm just going to keep roping more and more shit in there and look like I'm going to try to retcon everything you're doing to totally fuck up whatever it is you're trying to do next. I'm going to make it impossible for you to do anything next. I'm going to hold all your content fucking hostage. And then I'm going to jump over to Disney Plus and work on the Marvel exclusive titles and show you how it's really done. My only hope now at this point is that it's a bogus story. That's the only thing I can possibly hope for. But it's not looking like it. They got the actress right. How did Marvel get the actress wrong that was playing Miss Marvel? How, how did that happen? That press release that came out and announced that that Canadian girl to play Miss Marvel. <laughs> it was like, no, was it? No, no it was, she, uh, she, Hulk, she, Hulk, she And she said, now, I don't know. I, I, I still wonder if that's her just like, oh, I, it's not official yet, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, no, I saw that too. What actor or actress right now with the magic dust of Disney and Marvel would even possibly hint at discrediting that at all. If you were not named in that film or named in that role and everyone else is pushing you for it, you shut your fucking mouth yeah. until they hand you a contract. Yeah, you wouldn't, you would you wouldn't say, it's not me. You would say nothing Everybody at all. keeps saying it. It's just going to happen, right? So you don't do anything. So for her to come out and say that is really funny, by the way. Tatiana um, Maslany. Yeah. Is her, is her name how, how did that happen? Anyway, it's kind of funny. Uh. Moving on to hopefully maybe something more positive and clearly, clearly influenced by our podcast. Uh, It was also announced that Disney Plus is uh, rolling out a Willow series. 
Yes. Uh, produced by Ron Howard, and uh, I forget who's doing the directing, but with Warwick Davis. Uh, hasn't been announced about whether Val Kilmer is involved, but uh, Warwick Davis is definitely in as Willow. Uh, clearly, they heard us talking about uh, Willow coming back in some form, and they listened. And they So good on you, Disney, for listening to us. Thank God. Somebody does. How do we feel yeah. about that? Are we good about that? Love it. Love it. I love it because, one, I just love Warwick Davis. Um, one of the things I was trying to find it because I sent this actually to a few people. Uh, I think one of them was you as well. Oh, no, no. That was just the, the Fast and the Furious letdown. Um, I sent the Willow announcement to my kids. Yeah. Uh, I think it's fantastic. And the fact that it's Ron Howard, and I forget the name of the director. I was, I was trying to dig for it there. But the director grew up a fan of Willow. In fact, named his daughter Willow is oh. that big of a fan. And it oh, wait, like, it's Will Smith. Okay, so Will yeah. Smith is directing the Willow program. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, I wow, can see you that. just are just trying to spread that 2020 tire fire around, eh? Like, just throwing liquid burning rubber at fucking Willow. Like, really? Let me guess. Is Kid is going to star in it next? Dancing yeah, I, think, in some... I think Jaden is going to take over the Mad Margin. Mad Mardigan. Oh, boy. That drink is hitting me hard. Yeah. Mad no, that, that is, that's, your, that's your brain trying to subconsciously stop this bullshit coming out of your mouth. Yes. Well, anyways, yeah, I saw that and uh, that was exciting because I want to see Warwick Davis keep working, man. He's great. And they said they said it's going to be a series, not just a show, like a, not just a movie. It's going to be a, a, a limited run series kind of idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, six or eight episodes or something like that. Love it. Uh, I'm and you know I'm what? For... Good fantasy content because sure. you know there there isn't really a lot of that creeping around. Like there was an attempt at Dark Crystal. Let's not go there. Um, so they're and limit... like fa- like family age too like yeah, yeah. you know like you're Game not of left- thrones is not family uh even the witcher it starts and then you go whoop that yeah. got weird yeah so no that was uh that's awesome news I, i'm definitely at some point gonna have to go back to disney plus i guess i didn't uh, cut it you know what i've been hanging on what? for Mandalorian season two and i still firmly believe as many of the large-scale disney investors are pushing disney to take their movie titles and release them on disney plus i told you it happened the investors are pushing like bastards you right now. You can only hold off for so long. Um, what's the one? Is it Soul? I think is the one that was supposed to come out around Christmas time. Um, yeah. And I think that one now, it looks like it's going to come out Disney+. It. Plus. But again, we talked about this. I think if the big one's going to be a Marvel movie. I think if a Marvel movie gets put on straight to streaming, that's going to be huge. Although, will it be like they did with Mulan? Which, by the way, from what, everything I heard, did not pan out very well for them doing the extra $30 or whatever it was. It was too much money. It was way too much money. 32 is too much. 9.99 all over it. Would have sure. done it myself. I would have done it myself in 9.99. But 32 bucks, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I can literally buy the Blu-ray digital edition for 32 bucks. Usually it's 28.99. Uh when it comes out. So what am I why would I do this? I'm just wait, buy it, own it, not worried about it and then don't need to get these my money. They got to keep it appropriate where whatever the price point is they put on the service needs to be less than buying the physical entity and sort of like a deal for being a Disney plus member. Sure. Like give me something that makes it exclusive if to it's, me. If it's say 20 bucks, if I'm renting it straight from Apple or whatever, then maybe it's nine ninety nine If I've got yeah. Disney plus or something, there's some sort of benefit to having you're rewarding your customers. You're not being like, well, you know, fuck you. You have to get it through us and we're going to charge you an arm and a leg yeah. Because we we just think everybody's going to want to see this movie, and that was not the case. 
No, and to be fair, I think they did that. I, I do believe there was a little bit of market research with that. I think they they went for a let's test this. We'll use Milan as the test um, because it's it's a wide audience berth. We'll accept the fate of whatever it is. <clears throat> We're going to use that as our market research, and they're probably using it to establish price points. I won't be surprised at uptick. And and it wouldn't be Marvel first. It has to be something else. We talked about that as well. But I do see that there's a huge push coming from those investors that they want Black Widow to be the first one. And because everyone else, you only have to go on social media for two seconds if you follow a lot of movie accounts and you know what, what's happening in Hollywood or whatever. And it's just 2021. Everything is 2021. You, in fact, are going to be in a theater every day of the week in 2021 by the looks of things. And not only so, that, things that were already pushed to 2021 early on are now pushed to the fall. Like uh, a lot of the stuff that was early, like March, April, is now, you know, like September, October. So. You just keep trying to buy time, right? So, yeah. I, and and I just feel like, we said it before, I said it before, I firmly believe someone's going to take the leap and, and and to really dive into this hard. And and there's been some of the, some of the other theaters, you know, we talked about the Bill and Ted, you know, there was an attempt. Um, it seemed to go well. But one of the big services has got to figure something out. And, and with filming getting up and going and people figuring out how to try to still record and these closed environments that seem to be doing well, um, we're going to get content again. But that doesn't change, okay, you can produce the content, but how are we receiving the content? And I don't feel like the receiving of the content is going to be fixed as easily. So that is a longer problem to solve. And I think you need a Band-Aid solution. I just don't understand why Cineplex themselves haven't decided to open up a streaming service. Well, and they, have, just, they do. Okay. They, they have an online store app where you can rent movies for like stupid amounts of money, but it's movies that are already out. Like it's it's like the um, the pay-per-view window after it's already done the theater thing. So it's not it's yeah. not economical. Just, it doesn't make just sense. Bump, just bump that shit up. Make your pay-per-view, pay-per-view window the release date. Yeah. We're, we're headed there anyway, folks. I'm sorry. I just can't see us coming back from this one. Like, I, I think, wonder if it's going to affect the overall budgets and how large uh, movies are made. Because, in theory, if the money that they make on the, the, the streaming and that is less than in theater, if that is, in fact, the case, um, then in order to make the same amount of profit, they're going to have to spend less money on the movie itself. So will that actually kind but, of will there be less movies that are as big budget? Yeah, but if I spend less money on making the movie is the demand to purchase the movie going to be as high? Look, part of the recipe why Marvel films have been so huge is because how amazingly presented they are, and it's like a comic book. It's like a living comic. It's it's better than a living comic, to be honest with you. It's better than we could have imagined it. And that takes a lot of money. And you get away from that, I think you can pull it off with some of your stories. But your big ones... Like, how the fuck are you going to do Galactus on a budget? Like, how are you going to do Doctor Doom on a budget? Ooh, Old Man Logan proved you can do it on some things on a budget. You know, you can do... Deadpool was done on a relative budget. Like, you can do it. But it's, it's the niche characters. And it goes back to the 80s and 90s when they were slowly flirting with the superhero movies and the lesser-known superhero movies that were lesser-known titles, properties, etc., that didn't take massive budgets and they steered away until they finally decided to delve into the X-Men, for example, and really spend some cash. Like the Hulk, the X-Men, Spider-Man were some big spenders, right? Uh, and you can say Batman, I guess, too. So, and I'm not paying attention at all to Superman until Henry Cavill showed up. Uh, so, most people weren't. <laughs> so, 
it, needless to say, like that's what my thought process is there. And and you're gonna be rocking a hard place, man. I don't know how you do. You made Wonder Woman. You've made, you know, you've done Aquaman. You've done some. You've done some cool shit. You set a bar for some of those characters. Like, how do you not? How do you continue with those characters without that bar being achieved? I don't know how you do it. And, mm-hmm. and have people buy it. And have people buy it. Can you do it as a filmographer and a director and a producer? Sure. Can you make it really good? Probably. You're not gonna sell it the way you sold it before, though. I just I can't see that. I, I me getting to, to know Jason Momoa and a sensitive, dramatic side of Aquaman, I could appreciate that. But there's not a lot of people that are gonna appreciate that or pay thirty two ninety nine to appreciate that. Yeah, the only benefit to some of the big blockbusters is because there isn't a lot of dialogue, they translate pretty well to the international market. So like China and those places will, you know, where they are still running theaters at relatively high levels, they uh, th- that'll make up some of the money as well. So, yeah, I don't know. Fitting we'll the herd. Uh, God, still can't believe it. But you know, I say that, and that's you know, back part and parcel to the why none of this stuff is going away any day soon is because part of the world is like fuck it, and and that's where we are. So until we're vaccinated, or apparently once you get it over the age of seventy and you magically cure yourself in twenty four hours and run for president, you just become immune. So apparently, being a rich white man, you can just get rid of it. Apparently, so or or. A hypothetical rich white man who hasn't paid taxes in 10 years and probably going to jail he's not president maybe that's and how you owes millions of dollars to people but Listen, yeah i love it when some of those congress men and women were sharing how much they paid in taxes before they were elected officials and what they paid more taxes in one year as a waitress than he did in 10 years as a millionaire i'm like you're done man <laughs> you're done like you're done al capone Went to jail for the same thing, man. Like that's how they ended out. That's why. Uh, that's why he's got to win. If he wins. He uh, he's got another four years. Of, I, I, you know, hopefully he dies as president. As his I keep ta- I keep talking about the COVID movie, but I feel like there's going to be a White House down type movie <laughs> on November fifth when someone loses and he's not leaving. Well, without getting into <laughs> that too too much, because no, it'd be a cool movie. Yeah, it's going to be some uh, slightly related and uh, we'll actually get us into our next uh, section because I do have notes somewhat. Um, I don't know if you saw this uh, Tuesday, I think it was. So a couple days ago uh, on Monday, actually, uh, AOC went on Twitter yeah. and said, uh, does anybody want to play the game Among Us with me, which is a game that's super popular on Twitch right now. Uh, with the hopes of just sort of bringing more attention to the to voting in, in general. And like within 24 hours, maybe a little bit more, she was a verified Twitter, uh, Twitch streamer. She had all sorts of support. And Tuesday night, she was playing with a bunch of big streamers on Twitch. And she hit, um, I believe, around 435,000 is the number I saw, uh, concurrent watchers just on her channel. Now, there were people that she's playing with that were also streaming. So the numbers are probably higher than that. Uh, she's the, that makes her the number three uh, highest uh, concurrent viewer uh, streamer that Twitch has ever had in her first stream. So it's interesting how... Advice for AOC, don't go back on. You're never getting that again. Sorry, Kira. It's interesting how like with politics, especially for us growing up as kids, politicians were always anti-game. 
you know, the, the things against like Mortal Kombat and, and you know, violence in games. And then they got the ratings board for video games and that. So to see it being used because obviously Twitch is a target market for younger uh, voters or first time voters. I think it's smart. She's almost too far ahead of herself because she can't. I mean, she can bring awareness to voting, but it doesn't necessarily help her specifically. She needs to carry that momentum uh, forward until she can actually use it herself. But it is interesting just to see that many people uh, watching a stream of a politician. Like, it's it's interesting that it's, quote, cool. Most most, um, experts you know, have done their homework and they're digging into, like when it comes to political science, poli science, they're digging into the fact that the vast majority of people don't really relate or think politicians are trying to work for their best interest. They think politicians are working for their own interest, right? And why? Because they're disengaged from people. Like they don't behave, they don't do the same things, they they have a bit of an elitist uh, mentality and they become a professional politician and it's an aspirational goal and kudos to, for, to go serve. But then in, in doing so, you almost isolate yourself from people. And so there's lots of that homework going on right now. And the studies are coming out and the surveys and feedback are coming from the general society, both in the U.S. and Canada, that you know politicians are doing things for themselves to maintain their careers because it's their job not serving on the best interest of the constituents they represent and bringing the constituents' efforts forward because they're not connected. Well, what an awesome way to start, you know, breaking some of that down by saying, hey, I'm going to be in your space with you. I'm going to come to you in your space and not try to change your space. I'm just going to participate in your space. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just participating in your space because I'm doing it to be cool like you. It's because I actually game. So I'm going to not lie about it. I'm just going to game with you and have fun and laugh and win and lose and whatever and throw some trash talk around sure and have some fun because i do that anyways and guess what i am a real human being just like the rest of you and when i say i want to try to bring your best interest forward like i'm going to do that by engaging with you and there's times that your best interest makes sense and there's times your best interest is absolutely ridiculous and i'm gonna to have to call you out for it and when a politician is operating like a person um it's just a good thing and i think it's setting a bar that politicians have to be a little more aware of the fact that hey the largest population now isn't just the older population. The younger population is quite big. They're participating and they're becoming aware. And what's wrong with engaging with that generation? And telling them where they need to be to engage with them is the worst idea. Go to where they are. And that's just, it's just simple, you know, it's simple strategies. And it's funny that she's the only one doing it. Yeah, I think the, the only thing I heard... It'll like, change. It'll change. I think, I think Trump had done something on Twitch, but it was just like reruns. Like it was clips of stuff he'd already done. And it was like a thousand people. Like it's not even, it's not even in the same league. Are you referencing the fact he's trying to shut it down? Oh no. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's an interesting, he's trying to shut down any IP that is from, has an Asian descent or ownership. I know he's trying to shut them all down. And I think someone forgot to tell him how much that is and how much his, the people in his country use it and and it's one of the biggest bases next to europe uh and he hasn't he just thinks they're going to do something else and not understanding that you take this generation's social outlets right now during a pandemic away from them uh you just i, I think the guy just is trying to find a way to create riots that's all 
at this point. And I don't know how the introvert society would riot, but it might just be a lot of message boards. But either way, like... Well, they would just hack his Twitter account, like I heard on the news today, where they cracked his password, which apparently was just MAGA2020! exclamation mark. Anyways. uh, I wouldn't put that password past him. It actually seemed advanced for me, to be honest. I, I thought that might be more. But... Uh, where this leads me to is AOC is a big League of Legends uh, player. Yeah, change my password. Yeah, uh, she's a big League of Legends player, and we started a, a new segment last uh, last time. No, you're shaking your head. No League update for you, sir. <laughs> not playing any League. What's happening? I've been playing League. I yeah, still play. Uh, no, I'm not. Stre- I'm not streaming it, folks. Well, um, we haven't got. I haven't asked that question yet. But yeah, I guess no, a lot, so. So not streaming. No, no Twitch. No, I haven't taken the time. You know what? Actually, to be honest, is that I. I've been finding my internet connection in my house quite crap lately. And so I'm struggling to maintain good quality just for Skyping and Zoom calls and stuff right now. And so finding a place to play, it's sucking up the bandwidth uh, to play smoothly. And I have a sneaking suspicion if I'm going to stream it, it's probably going to chop the crap out of it because it's it's inconsistent right now. So I'm worried that that probably won't be a very good idea. But however, I'm still playing. And uh, whatever, just playing. <laughs> Like, it's not, there's no stress about it. I've actually gotten comfortable enough with the game that I can go in, play, have a decent, like, it's fine. It's, I go on, I play, I'm done. And then I win or I lose. Most of the times, lately, it's been winning more than losing. And, uh, you know, I, I accept it's like society. 25% of it's just licking handrails in a fucking subway station. So it just, I'm cool with it. Okay. During That's... COVID. Okay. Sure, like in handrails, that seems logical. Uh, no, stop right there. Everyone <laughs> listening, I guarantee you, you imaged someone in your head. I did, someone, but it was you. It was weird. There you go. I, I said 25%. I didn't say who. Well, uh, since last week, we or last week, last week, Jesus, yeah, right. Uh, last episode, we uh, determined that part of the league update would also be me on my new journey with Rocket League. So I, I decided to uh, make note of some of my current statistics as to where I am, and we can kind of... Oh, you want stats? I can do that. Go ahead, carry on. Okay, well, well, just so we know where we're at, where I'm at right now, and then we can see if I'm improving or not. Uh, so right now on my Rocket League pass, my XP rank is 72. Uh, 70 is where it caps out. Uh, after that, you just get different colored versions of bonuses and stuff. So I've already hit this, the... the, the cap for that 241 matches played of which 118 were wins so my win percentage is only 49 percent it's not great uh 322 goals 92 assists 69 saves and i've been the mvp 43 times my time played so far 18 hours and 27 minutes and you told me i should get into competitive game uh rankings so I've started that uh, the three versus three, which is the base game um, teams of three. I am in what's called silver three division three. So basically each there's, I think platinum, uh, no, there's something ahead of platinum, platinum, gold, silver, bronze. <clears throat> and then each one has uh, three, two, one, and then division three, three, two, one. So I'm like lower middle. And then my one versus one, I'm silver one division three. 
so that's where I'm at right now. Uh, it's, I guess I'm improving, but again, I'm not winning a ton. Last night I played 10 games. I won twice. So, right. okay. So what, what do you got? Uh, I'm still bronze floor, bronze four in uh, league because I haven't played it in a while. Okay. I, uh, in my bronze four, I have uh, 46 wins and 82 losses. So one ratio of 36%. Okay. In the uh, different roles, you know, my last 10 games is six wins, four losses. So we're on a That's bit right. more of an upswing. Uh, but my preferred position is whenever I play the support role in league, I have a 100% win rate. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So support is where I need to play. Uh, clearly. Keep that in mind. Yeah. So that, uh, but that's not happening. So, uh, yeah, when I play top, it is a 10% win rate. <laughs> Oof. Which I like top. Which you but... usually play top, yeah. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, yes. when I now, see you play. Now, granted, I haven't played ranked in about, at least since the last time we've recorded, so it's been a couple weeks. I haven't played just the normal games. They don't I need know... to know that. It's been two days. <clears throat> in the normal games, though, I know I've been, like, on a run right now where I think I've only had three losses in the past, like, 20 games. And I've been playing top. And uh, so, I don't know whether it's just the, the people I'm playing against. See, the thing was, the, the season... Like, league season's very long. And so a lot of people were starting up secondary accounts to try to rush to get to gold. Because if you get to the gold rank before the end of October, middle of November, you'll get a free skin and stuff for that account. So there was a little rush there for a little while of people rushing up accounts. Now, if I were to go back and play, I'd probably be playing against people appropriately leveled against me right now if i were to go back in and i might try one tonight just to see because I, I had two games today this morning like six o'clock in the morning um and won both those handedly um in fact i carry both of them so uh, i'm trying to play um halloween or horror themed characters as well so i've been okay. playing like the hecarim the headless horseman i've been playing yorick the gravedigger uh, i've been playing warwick the werewolf um so i've been trying to play those types of characters which actually been kind of fun to be honest with you um, is there any Halloween-themed event or anything going on right now? Or there's, is, always, they... there's always something. There's yeah. stuff, but I don't pay for anything. So I don't pay attention to it. But right now is the World Championships going on okay. in China. So everything you're doing is related. So you're getting all kinds of like um, tokens and, and stuff for participating. So every day you're playing a game, you're getting the opportunity to unlock more tokens. And so I think I've gotten three free skins since uh, World started in just playing every day play a couple games every day just putting your time in and you're getting orbs and the orbs open up and you get shards and shards can be mixed together to make a free skin and so it's not hard you just gotta put time in and even if you don't have to win you're just gonna play right so so it's kind of nice that riot's doing that considering how expensive everything is um and i tell you there's nothing i think that would be more invigorating to somebody that if you do like this game and you're playing this game um, when you get a free skin, all of a sudden you are totally inclined to want to play that champion because now you have a different skin of that champion. Mm. So you desperately want to play it. Uh, and that's not happening. So, mm. yeah. The, um, the Rocket League Halloween event is a Ghostbusters theme uh, thing. So if you, if you match uh, or meet certain challenges, you get like, um, like a name placard that's got like the Ghostbusters logo or you can get like the Ghostbusters trap on, you know, on top of your car, you know, different paint jobs, wheels, explosions and that sort of thing. So it's all Ghostbusters theme. And then I think in the actual pay store, you can buy like um, the Ecto-1 as your car, which is kind of cool. But 
I I'm not spending money on that. Um, but I guess they're all doing that now. I seen like like um, the hell is it? Like I think Overwatch does a Halloween thing. Destiny Two does a Halloween thing. Uh, Call of Duty uh, Warzone, the multiplayer one, yeah, is doing something with Leatherface. I think, which I thought was kind of odd, but. I guess it's a thing now, right? Everybody just does like a, they do different themes and special events, that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I'm um, I'm doing about as good as you by the sounds of it. Maybe you're doing better. I don't know. No, you're doing better. I think if I were to get my ass in gear, I'd jump back in ranked. I know I said it last show, but if I I think if I were to do that, I, I might actually be able to get out of bronze, possibly into silver, which would be about the same as where you are in terms of your game. Well, the worst part is so. For the rank stuff, you play ten games and then it ranks you like where it thinks you belong. Oh god! And it always yeah. it ranked me like like in gold, and it was just immediately like just getting knocked down a peg every game until I landed somewhere in the so that so the silver quite, bronze area. It's quite generous because when I did mine for ranking, they dumped me into iron, <laughs> just the bottom. But then again, uh, I made I made I made the mistake of back in I had been playing the game for what two months, two and a half months. And I went right in to do all my 10 placement games and got destroyed. And then now I think I've already taken account. And I did. I did start another account to try to see if I could. One, there was a couple of champions I wanted to play that I didn't want to, you know, sacrifice my essence for. So I, I wanted to try a couple of them. So I started another account. And uh, I think if I was to let that one get to 30 and then go in for the ranked games, I probably would place much higher. Um, but then again, it's, it's such a mess of people right now and the way the updates are. Uh, who knows? I'm literally the season's coming to an end here in a couple weeks. They're doing tons of updates and changes for next year, <clears throat> for the start of the season. I think just after Christmas they do like a like a get you back on your feet period of time, and then they start the new ranked season. I think in January. Mm-hmm. So I look forward to starting ranked next January. Really, to be honest with you, to give it a go and see how I actually play that season out. I really don't have any aspiration or hopes of where it's going to go at the end of this year. Now. When you start a new season, do they knock you down a ranking? They have placement games again. So they okay. kind of they put you with like roughly where you were last, where you left off. Um, people of similar uh, MMR. And then they match you up for your first 10 placement games. I think I don't know if it's 10 or 5 for the, when the new season starts. But I know that when you get to rank, it takes you 10. Cool. Yeah. So I'm even looking at my... Uh, my ratings on this op.op.gg i was mvp for a whack of my last games i think this is what's screwing me up is like i have these games and i do really well and then i have games where it doesn't go very well at all and then i go in and play my ranked games and they match me against people that i'm totally not capable of playing against sounds about right yeah so i'm going to go into my normal games crap the bed hard then go into my rank game I mean, that's not at all how it should work, because in theory, it should base it all on your ranked games and not on your casual games, but yeah, whatever. I have no clue. <coughs> Whoa. That single ball is hard. <laughs> uh, so this is officially episode 50. Again, not counting. We had an episode zero. We've had a couple two-parters. We've had all our Mandalorian episodes. They were separate things. <clears throat> but of the main branch, this is 50. So... In 50 episodes, a little or a lot has happened, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Let's let's start off. Um, what do you think has changed the most since the beginning, since we started out? We're more relaxed in what we do. 
we definitely are not as prepared. Um, yeah, we had pretty, um, pretty we strict. Well, okay, there was there was some structure uh, uh, built into the original. There was a notebook. You came with a notebook and a notepad. You had structure. And you had frustration because I didn't, and we went from there. <laughs> we had homework. <laughs> remember that? Remember, yeah. remember we thought we'd, we'd have enough time to actually do stuff outside of the recording the podcast? Yeah, I'm so glad that died. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we, we let the show take its own form. We we you know, we used to try to structure it that we would have so many interviews and so many regular episodes, and now it's really just taking a pulse. And I think that's kind of symbolic of our generation is that we're constantly taking the pulse of what's happening, what's coming, what you know, where we are, um, and how are we managing with things. And I think it's kind of I do think it's symbolic in how we address the shows the same way, and you know, we dip our toes in the water and a wide range of things now. And we definitely have grown in terms of the discussions we've been having. Sometimes they're, I wouldn't say political, but I'd say they're definitely uh, of the day, like COVID being a prime example. But there's other things we've been like that with as well. And uh, to be fair, we haven't lost touch of the root of it all, which is, you know, I think the our generation and the going from analog to digital and beyond. Yeah, I think definitely, I mean... I, I think some of it certainly is the whole fact that, you know, the pandemic kind of threw a bit of a monkey wrench in everything. Um, but I think even before that, we were kind of, I don't know, I, I don't want to say winging it, but like, you know, adjusting as we saw fit based on the scenarios, the situations that were going on in real life around us and what was going on in the, in the world and and uh, and to each of us. Whereas I think before when we started, it was kind of like, okay, no matter what happens outside of the podcast, the podcast is going to be this, 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 and this. Uh, yeah. And we, I don't we, think that 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 lasted too long, to be honest. No, we tried to make it rigid to a point. But at the end of the day, I think what, when we did that, we weren't just being ourselves. So just being ourselves, getting on here, chewing the fat, shooting the shit, whatever you want to refer to it. Because ultimately why we birthed this podcast was in the vein of Kevin Smith, as an excuse, as a reminder, and as an anchor to make sure we get back together and shoot the shit and shoot oh, the We fact. fucking stole it from him. I'm not, I mean, there's no hiding it. That's exactly and, what and he, he did. You know what? Why not? And, and there's probably half of all the podcasts out there. That's probably part of the reason. In fact, I know most of the ones I listen to, they talk about it all the time. It's just a good, good rationale to make sure you get back together to talk about shit you like talking about. So. And I do think we, we definitely fall into that category where there is a lot of those podcasts where they started out as one thing and then it's just, it is what it is. It's its own thing. And I, I think that's, you know, for better or worse, that's kind of what it is now. So you're you're on board because you want to listen to us rant about stupid shit or and I don't know, you make fun of us. Every once in a while we drop some interesting guests and we explore interesting topics um, and we break out of the realm of just routine. Which is which is what we do on occasion in our lives, and then sometimes you're in for the same old, same old because that's just the way we roll. And, and I mean, I think we do. We we did expand a bit. We've like I mentioned, we've done some two parters. We did um, a series of those mini episodes with the Mandalorian, which was something different. 
Um, and then even just like the the couple so far that we've done of like the Twitch streams, just something outside of the the norm and kind of expanding a little bit. So, you know, baby steps outside of that. Um, would you say like do you have a because I kind of have one or two in mind. Is there a, a favorite, not an interview, but like a show, either a favorite show or a favorite show moment that you can think of that or one that kind of comes to mind for you? Moment? Oh, my God. Well, moment or show, I guess, if, if you if you don't want to narrow it down to specifics, but um, not guess, because that's a separate question. No, I liked, rank, I liked when we ranked the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. That was kind of fun. Uh, um, I, I'm a big, I'm a huge Marvel fan. I really do. Like, it kind of rejuvenated my appreciation for the nostalgic uh, by bringing comic books to life because that was a big thing for me. Comic books, particularly around the art of comic books, but you know, that was big for me. So anything we've done related to that has been quite fun. I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna stay with those ones. I really did appreciate those ones. Yeah, it was 2018. We did that. Sure. I went back and looked like, yeah, no, like time has no meaning now. Yeah. Um, I think for me, one of my favorite ones, I think was maybe when we did the coffee tasting, the the testing all the different coffees. A, because it was kind of neat to have um, our wives involved, but also, and your kids, but also like, we got weird fucked up because of having that much coffee. Like, <laughs> it was not normal for to drink, I think, that much coffee in such a short amount of time. And it was um, it was different. That was definitely different. Um, I, we don't have episodes like that one so much. I guess the closest would be when we did also the um, uh, pretending to grown up when we got together and did that as well. It was a bit more. Yeah, I was I was going to comment. I was going to comment on that. I kind of liked that too. That was what I think when we first we start first really breaking away from our structure Mm -hmm. Um, because we were doing something that we thought was structured, but we got into it, there really wasn't a structure. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I I personally really appreciated our first episode back after you had your stroke. Yeah. Because it was a return to, I wouldn't say normal, but it was just like, hey, we're back, you know, you're back. And and it was a a sign of, you know, of just your return and and you conquering some crazy shit. And uh, I kind of liked it. I remember that one. That was that was a big one. I I think that one's probably the most serious episode we had. Maybe second uh, or second to that would be maybe the first episode after the COVID kind of blew up. I think we kind of got in serious into that. But um, yeah, it was interesting because it allowed me to have like a document of what like there I, there's a good chance i will forget details as time goes on but now i have a, uh, an audio document of exactly of me going through from start to finish essentially exactly what happened and, and the order happened and, and how everything happened so that's kind of um interesting uh for me um oh i was just thinking of the episode uh hold on a second I have to actually pull our episodes up because that is 50 is actually a little more than you think. Um, when you made me watch the Corey Feldman video. <laughs> that's my, uh, that is, that's my favorite moment of 50 episodes. Yeah. If you don't know that episode, it's episode 28 to the core yeah. Feldman. It, it was like, it was 2019. So back in April, but go, <laughs> go there, I, I specifically remember editing this episode because there was, a long stretch of silence 
And then I remembered seeing your face when you were watching that video. You were in shock of that video when he was on. Yeah. I want to say it was like Good Morning America or something like yes, that. It was, it some, was good. It was a, it was and I think like, he was wearing like a gold like hoodie or something. And then he, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the, the women as angel demon things and just, uh, yep. you know, he's coming back, by the way, right? He's launching another album. It's never going away is That's really what's true. happening. That's true. So that, that, if I'm going to go down a moment, yeah. you, you wrecked my brain that day. <laughs> and, and I don't know if I ever came back, to be honest yeah. with you. So that's, that, uh, that's, that's my moment. I, that was a good one because it was it was very unscripted in the sense that it wasn't planned at all to for things to fall apart like that. So, no, for sure. Um, do you have a favorite guest that we've had on the podcast? Oh, my God. How do you pick one without insulting others? Um, you know, honestly, like, yeah. I think I think it's fair to say off the top we never we haven't had a bad guest. Oh, and to be honest, you, if we had a bad guest, we probably wouldn't air the episode. To be entirely honest with you, Jason and Peter and Derek and Brad and Sarah and Chris and I mean like, who am I missing? Katie. Katie, sorry. Uh, That's right. You know, honestly, everyone like first of all, so appreciative that they even came on the show, our little show that we really didn't. Hey, how do you even sell it when we weren't even sure what it was? So that was always kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And to see these people and their creativity and them being successful millennials uh, is awesome. Um, but I'm going to give it to Brad. I really enjoyed sitting with Brad at Deadly Grounds. And that's not just because, you know, we, we work closely with them. Getting Brad one-on-one that way, because I like the in-person interview, so I'm kind of selfish. And I think that's why I, I would put that one there, because no one else we were able to get the in-person with. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I, I'm biased towards that. in-person right? with Sarah. Oh, sorry, you're right. I'm thinking of a more recent episode. That's right, um, yeah, the first one, yeah. But just, you know, cracking down at Deadly Grounds, setting up shop, it was, it was, uh, you know, I just kind of really appreciate that. And it was, um, there was a candidness to Brad at the time, and I didn't know Brad. I hadn't really met Brad, so to me, it was, it was just a really cool environment. And, and, you know, and now that I'm saying that, it was kind of the same thing with Sarah, too. But, um, no, I'm going to give it to Brad. I'm just going to give it, that was, that was one that, um, I think for us, it's cemented. For me, that one cemented the guest that we needed to make sure we keep reaching out and getting guests. And in fact, probably wouldn't have had Sarah down the road if we didn't get Brad. Mm-hmm. So that that was a big one for me because we did have we had Chris before. Like Chris was like our first, and we had some other people on as well. And those were super huge. But the Brad one, I think, was a tipping point for me that it was I really cemented we have to have guests on occasion. Like we can't steer away from this. We have to keep this up. Mm-hmm. And that's why that that one sits sits for me. I can't remember what the hell we talked about at all, but it, it reminded me that it was the tipping point for me. We need a guest. Yeah, I mean, for various reasons, th- different guests come to mind. Like, I I can't possibly like we can't thank Chris enough for being our first guest and to coming on, and as you said, like completely essentially untested waters. Like we. We didn't know what we were doing. Like that was, I mean, he carried that for us. Thank, thankfully. So thank God. I mean, that was that was fantastic. Um, yeah. I mean, every guest we've had has been really good about being honest, or at least it seems honest with us and open with us. I think, though, for me, one of the ones that was kind of surprising. Because on the surface, I thought it was going to be one thing and ended up being something kind of different was um, 
uh, Derek from Nomnivore Games when he was talking about Emberwind. And we kind of went into it thinking like, okay, it's going to be, you know, he's going to talk about the tabletop RPG and all that. But when he got into it, well, you know, well, I'm also into like psychology and this game is used for, you know, treating like, you know, uh, mental uh, issues and that sort of thing and and how it gets people to do this and that you're like holy shit I remember the both of us after we're like where did that go like that went like we had no idea I mean I had a little bit of I had a hint of it but the fact that you know to find out something completely different or to have the whole thing essentially flip on you I, I think was you know quite surprising some of the interviews kind of go the way you expect them to go and you know, you, you get a new information, but it's kind of on the same path. But like to find out that that game was essentially created um, to help people uh, was kind of mind blowing. And and his background um, was was surprising as well. So I, I think and yeah, it's it's hard to pick, but that's definitely up there for sure. But then, you know, we've got people that I find super comfortable with, like, I mean, Jason's probably one of the most laid back people we've had on the show. And I legitimately, I legitimately think we should have him guest host an episode. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, honestly, like he's really good at it. First of all, I'm surprised he doesn't have a podcast. I'm sure if he ever invented a couple more hours of the day, he might decide to do it, but I could see him completely doing it. Um, And furthermore, it would be really cool to maybe we get someone else in the gaming community and we get Jason to co-host with us. And this, you know what I mean? Because, you know, he's been such a friend of the show. He's been awesome to you. He's been awesome to us as a show. And, you know, um, it's that kind of stuff that people that start their own, you know, they, they become, I would see, I would say successful. Uh, and they are still kind hearted, good fucking people. And, you know, here's a chance for him to give back with no need to do it. Sure. Like, you know, there's yeah. no reason to do what he does for us. And that's a huge help. You know, it's a huge help. And it's, it, I think it gives us, a lot of confidence too as we're in the space right and i appreciate that you know that i really do i think in fact all of the guests i i really have to give you a huge thanks because coming on i think you validate our little show um you help us dive into topics that we certainly would be just talking out of our backsides about and you add some professionalism and class to the show and we haven't had a single guest yet who hasn't made the show better every single one of them have made the episodes better I'm sure the audience would tell you what's the favorite part of their show, the guest. And we're cool with that. That's all right. Like we're the we're the base and foundation. We bring them in to spice it up and make it better for you. And uh, you know, we're really appreciative that they they give that time. And trust me, we're <laughs> we're not giving them anything in return <laughs> than getting them and using them to prop our show up. Yeah, I mean, and we've been lucky in the fact that I mean, I don't know about yourself, but I certainly I never felt talked down to i never felt stupid i i always felt like everybody that we had on um came to our level and explained things to us as if we knew nothing which in a lot of cases we didn't um you know like there certainly there could have been people that came on and were like i'm not going to talk about that or um you know if you if you want to know about this you go here like i'm not going to waste my time with that um even even like Katie, when we were talking to her about Tiff stuff, and then we got into like Disney movies, and then you two fucking razz me because yeah. I said I what did I say? Poo pooed on something. I think that's what I, I think oh that was my, my quote. Yes, yes, that was your quote for the show. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah so, that was that was a blast. Katie was awesome to have on the show. It was, you know, the just the love of film, right? And that was so fun. And then, you know, they have people that share their backgrounds and, you know, I don't know. And I'm a big, you know, sucker for people sharing their career stories because I think our generation was always and always continues to still be slightly misled that you're going to start one thing and do that the rest of your life. And we're not even close to that. And most cases, what you started doesn't even exist anyways. And she was a great testament to that too. In fact, most of our guests, other than Chris, Chris Johnson's the only guy that's yeah. done exactly what he wants. Laser to do. focused right to the end. Yeah, Every exactly. other guest we've had on is a pure product of everything else. And so like yeah. he is literally the unicorn, right? And so kind of fitting that the unicorn was our first guest. And then we kind of go through there. It's true. I don't, Chris, Chris, I don't know Chris if he'll. I don't know if he'd ever come back. Johnson. <laughs> Chris the Unicorn Johnson. That's that's not sticking. No, at all. That, it, it's gone already. I'm um, gonna I'm, I'm gonna continually tweet that at, <laughs> at Tim and Sid though because I think they will call him that. Yeah, the Unicorn. I was trying to get him to call him Tiger because <laughs> that was his name and nickname in high school, and I really and I had thrown out there on social media to the point where I'm like, he might not ever answer our tweets. But to be yeah. fair. Chris still texts back and forth with me still today. So we're good. Yeah. Right on. Um, so I've got a couple interesting things. Um, I've got the top three uh, most listened to episodes. Mm. Do you have any idea what these would be? I got them pulled up right now to think about it. Um, I got to think the first episode because even I, when I listen to a podcast, I tend to listen to maybe a couple of the current episodes, and then I jump all the way back to like something in the beginning. So I'm gonna say probably one of the first three episodes. I gotta go. There's 50 episodes, man. I gotta be able to do these in like a little bit wider. Um, I gotta think one of the Jason Anarchy episodes has got to be up there, and I feel like Brad's has got to be up there. So. The number three episode, uh, in going <clears throat> backwards. And just folks, so you know, I don't have access to any of this stuff. He's got the no, passwords. He so doesn't have no clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is all me. Uh, so the number, the third most listened to episode, believe it or not, is actually our episode zero, the pilot episode that we did just essentially as a test episode. That's the number three most listened to episode, which makes me want to take it down because if there's that many people listening to that episode we were beyond rough at that point like it was what i'm worried what i'm worried about if they listen to that one i want to know how many of those people listen to other ones exactly (laughs) well the uh the number two most listened to episode is actually our official number one episode which you probably shot called there uh which was um our I believe our episode was focused mostly on uh, days, like special days, if I remember correctly. Oh, like my God. Was, uh, you know, like there was, I don't know, I can't even remember now, like Cat Day, International I mean, I... Cat Day, Dog Day, and all that stuff. Do you know, I swear that Amazon listened to us so deeply that I still get on my algorithms, like the announcements of what unique days are, like Happy International Stepsister Day. I'm like, how is this in my feed? Yeah. So anyways... Yeah, yesterday was Back to the Future Day and that sort of thing. But yeah, so episode one, uh, We Are Well Aware was the title of that episode is our number two most listened to. Well, then I don't know what our number one is. Well, you kind of said it. And it might might actually surprise you, though. Uh, Episode 47. 47? That's that's recent. Anarchy Rules with special guest Jason Anarchy. That was our second 
Jason Anarchy episode. That was our number one most listened to episode. That's recent. And that's that was recent. That's recent listeners. Yeah, that was like two back. Yeah. Wow. So that's the uh, that's the number one. So clearly, we need to keep Jason around. <laughs> I, so my joke about having him on as a co-host wasn't a bad no, idea. No, it's not that far off at all. But again, I, I think I think with him too, it, I think we get we pull from a a, a yeah, pretty don't, wide don't, net. Don't, don't throw that out there. No, it's us. It's all us. Yeah. He was lucky to have us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See. It was our first two episodes that nobody listened to anything else. Then they listened to Jason. That's right. That's right. That's exactly but, what happened. But let's not analyze that. Let's skip over all the rest and go right to the end. <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to be clear. It's our I'm promotional saying, campaigns. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that nobody listened to the other episodes. I'm no, just no, no. saying these were our That's, top three. Yeah. These could be top three by a couple listens. I will never tell you the numbers. Yeah, uh, because no. it could endanger our non-sponsorships. Uh, okay, so moving on. <laughs> uh, next, I have the top three countries of listeners, which is both not surprising and surprising at the same time. What do you... It's not North America. There's not anything in North America. <laughs> <laughs> what are we, Borat? Like, it's just like Kazakhstan, number one. I just feel like the way the bots work, there's no way it's anything in North America. It's true. I can't actually <laughs> verify that these are live human beings that are listening to these episodes. Okay. Okay. Canada's got to be in the top three just because of our base. Well, I only took three. So, okay. Yep. Canada. What else? Okay. France. Okay. And Ukraine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I may, I might, I might block there's Ukraine. I'm not even sure. Three hundred, there's three hundred plus countries. Like, there's, there's a lot to pick from here. I'm basically rolling bingo balls out. I love you. You <laughs> picked Ukraine over like the U.S. Like, well, I felt like Russia would like sub their servers through Ukraine. <laughs> so, okay. so that's why I just assumed. Um, I cannot explain this for the life of me, and maybe you can. Our number three is Sweden. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, hello, Sweden. If you're listening, I don't, I don't, I'm glad you're here. I don't know how you got here. Love your chocolate. Two white dudes, maybe. I don't. Love your chocolate. Love it. It's, uh, wait, sweet. Do you mean Switzerland? Yeah. I love that other country's chocolate. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways, I'm not sure how, uh, but yeah, yeah Sweden. Can we do an episode dedicated to Sweden? Yeah, clearly we need to learn more we, about Sweden. Yeah, that's basically why. It wasn't because I know stuff. It's because I need to learn stuff. Yeah. Uh, number two Sweden. is Canada. Two. two? Not number one, number two. Oh, that worries me because I shit on a particular country quite a bit. And I'm really worried the number one right now. Number one is USA. Oh, no. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Oh, my face is what red. If I'm to go based on our most popular episodes, my guess is maybe Jason Anarchy has a lot of followers in America. Okay. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, that's my guess. But the Sweden one is what really kind of baffled me. I, I kind of thought maybe like, like England might show up because we both have family or extended family out that way maybe but 
Sweden completely throws me for a loop. So again, welcome Sweden. Uh, thanks for making it uh, to 50 episodes and more. We will cater the entire show to you. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, they have a cozy coffee culture. Maybe that's the connection. Oh, it's your it's your love of coffee that has it's, brought you to us. It's their ABBA, their coffee, and their green spaces. Well, I don't think we said anything good or bad about ABBA. Uh, we certainly talked about coffee a lot. I don't know if green spaces came up. <laughs> but that's... Uh, Is it because you look Swedish? I'll take it. Maybe. It's possible? I don't know. And I'm just avoiding the entire American conversation right now. <laughs> Look, if you're in America and you're listening to this show, we awesome. thank you. Because clearly, if we've said anything bad about anybody in America, it's likely not people that you are fans of anyways. Yeah, you're still listening. Just leave it at that. And Let's... do you like our accents, eh? Yeah, eh? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? That's what it is. We're a novelty act in the U.S. Oh, boy. That's probably true. Um, Swain Hill. Moving on. on. <laughs> so, That's I think cool. la- la- lastly, in our, in our little bit of a retrospect, uh, but also looking forward, uh, what, what, do you, what do you want to do in the future maybe that we haven't done? Or, or what do you want to do that we have done? You want to do more of? Yeah, go outside. Uh, actually record together is something yeah. that would be neat. Like my, Zoom, my Zoom recorder hasn't had to be charged in a very long time. I wouldn't mind to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I think I lost uh, cards. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I, I mean, one, there's the in-person interview. Like, I can't wait to get back to that. I think I'm, I think I would like to prioritize that a little bit. And I think the network uh, regionally for us is probably a little bit deeper now. So we probably can get into that space. Um, Although I will say, know, us getting more comfortable with Skype is also a benefit because I think for those who can only do Skype, we are a little bit more on the ball with it, maybe. Yeah, true. And not to mention, like I'm spending ninety percent of my work on Zoom calls now, so I'm getting very good with it uh, in in watching it and listening and speaking well and just not cutting each other off the same way we probably did in the beginning when we tried to Skype. Um, and definitely the quality. I mean, you've mastered that quite well. We got a, the show's coming out beautifully. You know, I look at the evolution, like I listen to, like we got, you know, Steve Jones doing our entrance uh, intro and out music, you know, we've, I, I, I actually would like to see us probably get into branding our logo a little bit better and maybe, you know, maybe finding a way to partner with some of our friends out there and, you know, how kick-ass would it be to have a, a bag of coffee at 8-Bit Beans or something, or, you know, maybe Chronicle does pick up the phone and we, we have a chat with them or something, you know. I don't know, like, it, it, it could be someone else I don't even know exists right now. Maybe they don't exist right now and they'll come out later, you know? Maybe we get a donut done but in our, in our you know, style or something. Who knows? Like, I just think that what we've proven to ourselves is that we can do a lot with this that we didn't intend to do. And I think that the opportunities on the other side of this are, are virtually whatever we want to make of it. And I think having come through so much in this podcast in terms of us, you know, delving into these conversations, getting comfortable with ourselves. Fuck, man, you going through one of the craziest things someone ever could go through and coming out their side of it and still being you, not letting it kick the shit out of you. You know, I think we probably have a different perspective on what we want out of this now, and I don't think we're limiting it. I think we're just uh, going to let it roll and grow. And I, 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 I've always enjoyed it. I, I really love doing this podcast with you. 
but I really feel a little bit more of an aspiration to to get it to become a bit more, to to let it to, to really push it a little bit, and let's let's put some miracle grow on this and see what happens. You know, I don't want to say some shit because we pack enough shit into this. I, I actually want to put something healthy on it. So, um, you know, but but that's what I want to go with. What about you? I what I really enjoyed about maybe the last like maybe last year um, and some of the year before was being able to go to things like Fan Expo. Um, some of the conventions bring like a stack of, you know, business cards for the podcast and just talk to people uh, in like the artist alley. And I mean, that's how we met uh, a handful of our, our guests. So just being able to go out and actively interact with people and, and talk to them and see if they're a good fit for the show as a guest or, or that kind of thing. I miss that. Like there was no fan expo this year. There's no comic con. There was none of that stuff. And I mean, I mean, Jason, uh, Peter, Derek, uh, you know, like a, a lot of these people, that's how essentially this came to be. So I miss that. Well, I mean, I miss flat out just to miss experiencing things like just even going out and seeing uh, independent uh, artists or, or game creators or what have you and talking to them and being like, well, that's cool. You made this. And, you know, if you're interested come on by like just getting out of the house like i think we've done a very uh, a very good job and maybe it's because we don't do it as regular but we've done a pretty good job considering we really aren't experiencing new things or we haven't since like march like, yeah it's really been essentially the same thing over and over again so and i'm sure most podcasts are are kind of running into the same thing if if they if their main focus is experiences we don't you know we, we're limited in, in what we can what we can do um so I'll, i'd be happy with that to be able to get out and experience things again and then come back and talk about them or have you know guests on that we've met for, through these kind of things and just to go out even just fuck like it's it sounds dumb but just to go out and like hand out the business card, hand, wear the you know wear a T-shirt uh, with with our, our our name on it, and you know just getting the 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 word out there. We, we we've built this um network of people that we know, and we've done a pretty good job of using that network to expand out to other people. But nothing beats actually going to 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 businesses that just open up and, and talking to the owners and, and going to the conventions and, and finding this really cool uh, game or product and talking to the guy and be like, Oh, this is my first game. And this, is how I made it. I'm like, well, get them on the show. So I, I would really, I'll be really happy when we can, you know, at some point in theory, go back to uh, that kind of thing. Well, I definitely agree with you, man. Cause I think that um so in a surprising fashion, what I'm finding is that people are really willing to engage and talk about what they do and love, in particular when we talk or talk about in that space. And uh, that, you know, personal introduction is usually a great tell if it's going to be a good good chat, like for us to them and vice versa them to us. And, uh, you know, you can end up with some real goals and, and growing that network and exposure for the audience as well as for us as hosts and you know, but I think that comes, unfortunately, it comes from the networking um, in person, right? And so it, it, we are kind of limited, but we've been very fortunate that we have had people come on the show even during the pandemic. And 
I'm sure if we were to really grind down hard, we can reach out and probably pull some more people in. Because I think there's there's a short list I've been thinking of as well that we can expand into a little bit. But the fact is, you know, it's um it's hard to ask of people right now because everyone's trying to navigate their own times, and so that you know we're all limited a little bit. Um, as host, I know that we will continue to try to do that and grow it a little bit and, and keep the guests coming because we all expand our horizons. And I think even if we listen to our episodes, a lot of our perspectives and opinions probably have been shaped by our guests and our episodes over time, right? Conversations evolve. And so it's been fun, man. It's been a, it's, I never doubted we would keep it going just out of stubbornness alone. Okay. No, I, really, I was going to say, because really that's knew. pretty. <laughs> No, just out of stubbornness alone, I knew we would keep it going. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, you know, I questioned the evolution. And I'm super proud, you know. And uh, a big part of that is you, man. Like, you put a lot of goddamn work into getting us something of production value. And, you know, when I'm not completely engaged in it, I'll get a text or an email or something from you. And you've got something in motion and you're thinking about it. And so... You know, you keep it top of mind, I think, a little more than I do. And, and you know, what, as the audience, I want you guys to know that because it's the heart and soul of keeping this thing moving, right? And it, I appreciate it because I really do, I really do love going on the show with you. And even if it's just rhetoric, uh, it's great. It's fun. It's really, it's a good release. And, you know, everyone needs something. Um, and our generation is much different. And I think that's probably one of the things we try to encapsulate is that going out to the bar or going out and you know whatever like it's changed life's changed right and finding a way to engage interact and hang out and do things is so different right and uh not COVID aside it's our generation has changed how they do things and you know what a cool thing to do that we create something that becomes you know i call it a legacy even if no one really listens to it but at the end of the day, I know my kids can crack this thing open and have a laugh. At it's their, on the their internet. It, it has to. It's got to last forever, right? Isn't that how that works? If it goes on the internet, it's there forever. Yeah, or until aliens come, whatever. Man, if the aliens, you know, if this is what they're listening to, they're dodging. I'm sorry, this planet. I apologize. They're dodging this planet. <laughs> no, man, it's been a blast. It really is. It's so cool. I'm 50 episodes in. I think we're just getting started. To be honest with you. And I don't know whether that is exciting for you as a listener or threatening. I honestly, for a moment, thought, because I, I know, like, I don't know this, the exact statistic, but I know, you know, 50 episodes with with a podcast or, you know, YouTube channel or anything where you're creating your own stuff, that initial burst burns out for a lot of people relatively quickly. There is probably a huge number of podcasts that make it to episode 20, maybe, maybe 10. And then that's it. So even though 50 maybe doesn't sound like a lot for the podcasting world, it definitely. And I mean, this past year to get fucking any episodes, out, like to have, like, I, I mean, we've talked, I've talked about this with you a little bit off, you know, but, like sometimes you just don't have that motivation. You're just it's just it's hard some days to wake up in this shitstorm and just be like, that's what I want to do. So sometimes it takes like a, a good mix of just having a, a good day at work and you know, getting your enough sleep, which seems to you need more and more in this kind of uh, world we're in right now, just to get going. But you know, I'm I'm happy when we do it. It's the getting mentally there i think and getting ready and you know the preparation there's a little bit as much as may not sound like it 
I think it's surprising. The one thing I, I will always say I'm surprised about with doing a podcast, whether it's going on as a guest, doing Happy Zen with you for a while when I tried to run Accidental Apprentice, it takes a lot more out of you to do this than you think. And, and you know, people, you said it, you said it there. I have had plenty of podcasts that I find, I follow and go, oh, their last episode was 2016. Like they, you know, it, it's easy to say enough's enough because it's, if you don't find the value in, and find it rewarding to be doing this collectively. Um, th there's no paycheck for it, and, and there's no accolades, and it takes so much to move the needle. And I can only imagine what our numbers look like. From you know, I know they've grown, but it's not exponential. It doesn't like just compound itself, and it's a lot of work. And and even the amount of work we do, which you could argue is like not really a lot on the scale compared to others, still takes a lot of effort. So you could imagine like the podcasts that have employees that do the marketing and social media channels etc etc like, there's teams right there's production yeah, yeah. teams like you don't even touch the you know the, the, the show i did today the guy's like yeah i hired a guy to do this and i'm like fuck you like <laughs> they, they go in like, they record and then they walk yeah. away and that's it they don't do yeah. the marketing they don't do the editing you know like i shut my other one down because i couldn't do it like it just wasn't gonna happen right it was taking time from this and i didn't want to derail this this was a priority so you know and it's uh <laughs> Yeah, and that's not to say like, if you want to do it, fucking do it, but oh, I, just I be aware. Yeah. Okay, Adam says don't do it, but be, be aware that it's not. Depending on the level that you have for an expectation, it's not just record and you're done. Yeah. I mean, you can do that, but then it's it's it equal, is what it is. It's equal part, like whatever you record, you are on average one and a half to two times. This, that amount of time to create it and get it out. So if you're an hour recording, you're probably a solid two hours extra to edit, clean it up, put it online, and then do any type of advertising, which is probably just social media channels. And that is at like the low level, like the entry level. You do anything more than that, it's it's just more time. It's more time, man. And, yeah, and there's no If you're a celebrity and you're rich and you can hire staff, and then this is an easy thing to yeah, do. You, go go for it. You've already got a brand. You're just doing this to keep yourself relevant. Yeah. And, and by no means are we doing this, I think, to ever gain anything other than just the chance to do it. But, but I we think are doing us, it to stay relevant. That's definitely yeah, important. As relevant as we were when we started. <laughs> That's, and I think we've accomplished that goal so far. Uh, we might even have moved up a peg because we're, we were not even at zero. So we might be zero now. We might register on a scale of not being relevant. I don't before, know if that's, I don't before, think it's positive. Before we wouldn't have been on the scale. Like we wouldn't okay. have been like Right. We don't even know who they are to say they're not relevant. Now they know who we are to say we're now not relevant. Now we are popular in Sweden. 100%. Where before? Probably not. Gudensmurf. What? No, I have no idea. Is that what Swedish word? No, there goes Sweden. Uh, Ikea. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um if Ooh, you've made it this far. Start naming some furniture. And uh you have some ideas uh, for what we should uh, or what you'd like us to do in the future. Or you, you think it'd be a good thing for us to do or something we've done in the past and you want us to do it again. Absolutely. Send it, uh, send, send it as an email. Don't make it public because it looks bad when we erase it. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, what's info at happyzen.com or hit us up on social media. That's fine. Uh, we are at happy Zen podcast on Twitter and Instagram, the happy Zen podcast on Facebook we listen, you know, we, we, I mean, usually it's 
Jesse shitting on Adams, you know, defending a RoboCop, the remake and that kind of stuff. But, you know, sometimes we get uh, good feedback. So if you've got something to say, let us know. If you've got some suggestions, let us know. If you have a guest idea and you think they actually would be interested in being on the show, let us yeah. know. Yeah, and keep the bar low on that one to a degree. But but I have said before, and I say it again, I will reach out to them in some shape or form. I have no problem. And I can write a very polite letter and often enough get a response. Might not be the response we want, but I get a response. So I will gladly reach out to guests. You can think of someone that you would love to have them be able to share a bit more about what they do, what they've done, or what they're doing. That would be great. We would love to highlight people and the great work they're doing, particularly of the Zennial or Millennial generation. And we don't discriminate. Anyone can come on the show. But we'd love to highlight the stuff that's going on because, let's be fair, I really do believe the Zennials are change makers, And there are cool things that are happening, lots of trailblazing that's happening. And our little cohort, you know, over our Star Wars generation is really tipping the scales on some pretty cool shit, man. So, and, it, you know, if they haven't made the effective change, a lot of times they've, you know, lit the, sp- oh, lit the spark. Is no. it the spark that started the fire? What is it? The beds are burning. Wait, what? What are we talking about? No idea. Don't don't burn things down. Not not now. No, but the idea is that it's a spark that starts a fire kind of idea. And and our generation, I think, in a lot of cases, have done much of that. And so those coming behind us, or those at the tail end of that generation, are making some really cool, effective change. Take AOC, for example, doing some cool shit and recognizing how it fits. Obviously, you and I didn't have a direct impact, but the people ahead of her have either set the stage or, in a, in and in maybe in a negative connotation have driven the home the, the need for the change. So one way or the other. Right on. Well, uh, I guess lastly, just thank you for listening. Uh, for We made it this far, which is great. Uh, and thank you for any support we've gotten. If you're listening, thank you. Keep following us on social media. Uh, subscribe on whatever you listen to. I'm not going to pick favorites. Who cares? I don't care itunes google what other ones there are i don't know are we on spotify yet yes we're on spotify we're on everything okay. stitcher spotify uh itunes google play music podcast whatever the hell it's called limewire Pro- maybe did anybody did anybody rip our episodes and upload them to kazaa no bear share no okay i don't know we're, we're zennials you should know what this is exactly all right. Well, I think that's uh, that's good. Episode 50 in the books. Thanks for listening, folks. And we guarantee you at least 50 more. And that's not a threat. Jesus Christ. That's a threat to me. <laughs> All right. See you later. Later.